is on here. So good to see you this morning. And uh, of course, my name is Oliver Areza. I was born and raised in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate that very much. The Bible says you'll get a reward in heaven for a cool drink of water. Amen. And of course, the last uh, 27, 28 years of my life, was uh, we've been living in West Virginia. And to move there to help out with the youth camp. Always been in, really have always had the opportunity to be involved with young people. I still have that opportunity. I keep wondering when they're going to think I'm too old to do those things there. And I've got a youth camp that I'll be preaching down in South Florida in July. You can tell I'm a desperate preacher, amen. I always seem like I go south for the summer and I have to go north for the winter, amen. And that's what you call a hungry evangelist, amen. But we're just thrilled to be here. Of course, I thank the world of Brother Lovins and Mrs. Lovins. I've known them really since they were just little, really little kids, really. And uh, you can imagine how my heart feels to have this privilege to be here today. I really am just honored to do it. And uh, this uh, area kind of reminds me a lot of where I was born and raised there in, uh, in, there in East Texas, a little town called Mesquite in Kaufman, Texas. And so it's uh, really enjoyed it. I didn't see much last night coming in, but this morning see these beautiful oak trees and these open fields and flat ground. We don't have a lot of flat ground in West Virginia, really. You probably got as much flat ground here in this campground than we do in our whole county of Doddridge in West Virginia. But I'm so glad to be here today, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do for all of us and uh, thankful for it. Well, if you have your Bibles, look with me to the book of Concordance, please. Preacher, you did a good job. Nobody looked. Amen. How about let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11. Hebrews, chapter number 11 is where I want us to go for this morning. And uh, what a great passage of Scripture. I tell you what, I love the book of Hebrews, and then especially chapter number 11. Actually, out of every chapter just really feeds my soul. But when you come to this 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, it's just all about faith and what God did with people of faith. So I want to begin reading to you verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Boy, isn't that a powerful verse. Amen. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. Listen, when God testifies about your gift, that says a lot, amen? And by it he being dead yet speaketh. Now verse number 5 and 6 are the verses I'm going to be teaching from. The Bible says in verse 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I was reading that verse, and that part of that verse just kind of stuck out to me. The Bible says, must believe that he is. And then it says, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we know that Enoch believed that God is. Have you ever thought 
about that. What is God? Must believe that God is. Well, we're going to look at that this morning here, and I'm sure it'll bless your heart. Must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Let's ask the Lord's blessing on the lesson this morning, shall we? Father, we're thankful to be here today. We ask now that you'll help us, Lord, and strengthen us today. And uh, so happy to be a part of this uh, opening of this annual camp meeting here. And uh, Lord, to be a part of this Father's Day service. We just pray now that you'll just help us and strengthen us and bless us. And strengthen us with the word of God. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. <clears throat> the whole chapter here in this 11th chapter is all about faith, but verse number 6, it's uh, in reference to a particular man's faith, and of course we know it, it's Enoch, but the whole chapter reveals what men and women did by faith and through faith. Now just for inspiration, let's look at verse number 32 and let's just Let's just see about these people. Let's be reminded about these people, beginning with verse number, verse number 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would not would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned, the fly, uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection, and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment, they were, sown, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder. I always wondered, what, what, how, how would they do that? How did that happen? They were sawn asunder. Well, I read some reports about, the, about this in the Fox's Book of Martyrs and what they would take. They'd take a hollow log. If you've ever been, spent any time out in the woods, you've seen a tree that's rotten in the middle, but the outside of it's still intact. And they'd cut those things in sections and they'd put believers in the center of those logs and then they would saw them in half. And you'd hear them screaming and crying, crying out as their bodies were ripped apart as they were being sawed asunder. These are all people of faith. The Bible says, uh, and were uh, with the sword, uh, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute. Have you ever wondered what, what that means? Wrapped in sheepskins and goatskins? You see, they'd take the people and they would take the skins of goats and sheep and they would soak them in water and they'd stretch them out. And then they'd wrap these people up in those skins and then they'd send them out in the desert. And as that hot sun would hit those skins that had been soaked in water, they would start shrinking up. And it would literally squeeze them, suffocate them to death. You see, these are great, great people of faith. This whole chapter, it's talking about people of faith. 
of whom the world was not worthy, but they wandered in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. So boy, when we read about this, these people, they're just uh, so, so inspiring to us. But what we, when we think of Enoch, the overwhelming characteristic about Enoch, it was that he was a man that pleased God. And if you were to go back to the time when Enoch walked on the earth and you were to ask anybody about him, what do you know about Enoch? They'd all say the same thing about him. It was an overwhelming characteristic about him. It was something that everybody knows. There are things that are unique to you. If, if I was to ask your family, tell me about your dad. And they'd say things because it's a characteristic that's overwhelming. Well, if anybody asked uh, uh, something, of, uh, what do you know about Enoch? They would say, I'll tell you what I know about him. He was a man that pleased God. Amen. And he pleased God by God by faith because the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Now if we want to give a simple definition to faith, it would just simply be having confidence in God. And we'll look at that word confidence making reference, really a reference that deals with that. Having confidence in God. What faith is not, the Bible says without faith, not having confidence in God, well, it's impossible to please God without faith. We cannot please Him without faith. We're not going to satisfy, we're not going to gratify God without faith. And it says, for he that cometh to God, if you're going to make your way over to God, over to Him, you're going to do it by faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And that he is a rorter. It was also said about Enoch in Genesis that he walked with God. So if we use Enoch as the example, the scriptures teach us, if you're going to come to God, then you're going to have to take a walk of faith. Amen. Now this world that we find ourselves living in right now is described in the last days as, uh, in the Bible, as the last days. And I think that we could probably pretty accurately say that we're living in the last days of the last days. Jude in verse number 17 says, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These, they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. But then he says this, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he says, uh, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we find ourselves living in a very, very unique time. I think probably it's the most wonderful, great time in all of human history to be alive. It is absolutely fascinating that we see literally, and good Lord willing, I'll be preaching a little bit on that tonight, but uh, God always knew that we were going to be alive right now. And God has prepared us. He put enough confidence and trust in me and you to put us here on the earth at this unique time. Amen. 
a unique time in history, a time marked by an attempt to change right to wrong, good to bad, amen, and to uh, normal to weird, in an attempt to corrupt marriage, corrupt family, corrupt science, corrupt medicine, and corrupt normal. And God always knew that you were going to be born during this unique time. Amen? Oh, that's amazing. Considering God's sovereignty, I would say that each and every one of us are all here for a reason. Amen? There is a reason that God has us here today in this unique time. We are literally witnessing a revolution from the top side down. We are. I had a mentor, his sermons, it's like he was reading the newspaper and watched the news yesterday and preaching them today and his sermons are 30, 35 years old. You see, the, it's amazing. I mean, we are living in a time where our global elitists and uh, they want this nation to be gone. They really do have the idea that you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. That is really what they believe. That's what they're promoting. It really is a cancel culture that we're witnessing today. It, it is. Corporations are forced to give and promote wicked lifestyles or be canceled out as bigoted or not to fit in the environmental social governance score and not have access to funding and status. I mean, we're seeing in that information is being censored. All news. All secular sources are being censored. You're only hearing what certain people want you to hear. But God has put us here in this unique time. Amen. And I really believe it is the most fascinating, it is the greatest time in all of human history to be alive. You need to pray for my wife, amen, because I just stay fired up about it, amen. And uh, it's wonderful, amen. Can you imagine that saving the life of a baby is anti-woman? Well, that's where we're at today. Ripping babies apart is celebrated. Evil is called good. But God knew that we were going to be in, in this world at a time like this. Amen. So you're here for such a time as this. God always knew that you would live your life during this unique time in human history. God is sovereign, amen. God is in control. So we have to be like Enoch, amen. For he that cometh to God, if we're gonna make our way over to God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him, amen. Oh, listen, it's a wonderful time to be alive. So I'm asking you the question, Enoch believed, do you believe that God is? The Bible says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now in that verse, there is no question who the he is. It's God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he, amen, that is God, that he is. So we know who the he is, but I want you to think about what the is is. I remind myself of Bill Clinton helped me on that one, amen? 
you know, kind of like what is the definition? What is the definition of is is? Amen. But anyway, some of you are too young to remember that. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. You see, the grammatical structure is that is is in the third person, singular, present, indicative, which simply means that he is. In other words, he has always been. He will always be because he is the I am. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. God never changes. He doesn't have any reason to change. He's never wrong. He's never tired. So if we're going to make our way over to God, it's only going to be because we believe that God is. I feel some preaching coming on. Amen. (laughs) Thank the Lord for that. He never changes. He never gets old. He will forever be because he is. Amen. Now, I can't go into all of these things here, but I think I've got like 36 things in the Bible that God is. Amen. And I'm telling you right now, listen, I can just feel it starting in my toes, amen. I love to think about how big my God is. That's why I'm telling you, it's the most exciting time in all the world to be alive. I'm telling you, we don't have anything in this world to be afraid of. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, amen. For he that cometh to God, remember using Enoch as an illustration, he said he came to God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I'm asking Calvary Baptist this morning, do you believe that God is? You say, well, Brother Oliver, what is God? I'm glad you asked. Because the first thing that I want to talk about this morning, God, God is, God is infinite. He is self-existing without origin. Amen. He is, he is infinite, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. God is infinite. Number two, God is immutable. He never changes. There is never and will never be a reason for God to change his character, for God to change his nature, because he is immutable, amen. The Bible says in Psalm 102, verse 27, but thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. I'm telling you, listen, this world is winding down, amen, but the kingdom that I'm a part of is an everlasting kingdom. Boy, if you study history, the war, the history of world wars, there are a lot of wicked people that made a lot of money on the lives of men and women on the battlefield and within nations. But thank God the kingdom that I'm a part of is a righteous kingdom, amen. It is an everlasting kingdom. Number one, God is infinite. Number two, God is immutable. Number three, God is sovereign. Oh, I love to think about the sovereignty. There's absolutely nothing outside of his sovereign will. God is in control. Everything works after the counsel of his own will and purposes. Everything. Amen? Everything. Isn't it amazing how wicked men, wicked kings and rulers and presidents makes decisions 
and it's leading us right into the prophetic, to prophecy. They're just administering their own will. I'm telling you, that's the God that I serve, amen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. God is a sovereign God. Daniel chapter four, verse 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? Amen. God is infinite. God is immutable. God is sovereign. God is self-sufficient. God has no needs. He's all and in all. Amen. John 5, 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Number five, God is omnipotent. That just simply means he's all powerful. Luke 1, 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Oh, listen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I'm asking you and I'm telling you, Enoch believed, uh, amen, that's why he was a man of faith. Do you believe that God is, amen? amen? For he that cometh to God, if you are going to make your way over to God, you're gonna have to have some confidence in God. Yeah. And I'm telling you this morning what kind of God we have. Yeah. He is an, an omnipotent God. He is om, an omniscient God. He is all-knowing, Job 37, 6, Dost thou know the balances of the clouds, the wondrous works of him which is perfect in knowledge? Amen. Talking about our God. He is omnipotent, he is omniscient, and he is omnipresent. God is always everywhere at the same time. Man, isn't that absolutely amazing? God is always everywhere at the same time. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hold this horse while I shout a while, amen. I'm telling you, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And I'm telling you, you need to get a hold of this fact because of the world that we're marching into. We can't do anything about what we're seeing take place. We're a part of it, but I'm telling you, get your eyes on the God, amen, who is the is God. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. The Bible says in Jeremiah 23, 23, Am I God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? Praise the Lord. God is a wise God. God is wise. He is full of perfect, unchanging wisdom. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Amen. God is faithful. He is infinitely steadfast, unchanging, unchanging in absolute inherence to truth. Amen. God is faithful. If we, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Amen. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. I'm telling you what God is. He's infinite, he's immutable, he's sovereign, he's self-sufficient, he's omnipotent, omnipresent. He is, uh, uh, I missed one, omniscient, there we go. He is wise and faithful, God is good. He is infinitely unchangeable in kindness. God is full of goodwill. God is good. God can't be anything but good. God is 
good is what the scriptures tell us. Amen. Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Number 11, God is just. He is infinitely unchangeable in righteousness and perfection in all that he does. Amen. He is merciful. He is infinitely unchangeable in his compassion and kindness. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Amen. Oh, listen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. What is God? I'm trying to explain to you this morning what God is. God is gracious. God is infinitely inclined to free the guilty because he is gracious. 1 Peter chapter 5, 10, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye had suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Praise the Lord, glory to God. God is a loving God. God is loving. God is infinitely unchangeable in his love to all mankind. And he demonstrated it by giving the world his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 4, 9, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live, amen, that we might live through him. Praise the Lord. God is. If you're gonna make your way to God, it's gonna be because you believe that God is. Amen. And God is uh, imminent. Amen. God is holy. God is holy. He is infinitely unchangeable in his perfection. Absolute total uprightness. Complete rectitude. There is no blemish. There is no mark. God is a holy God. 1 Samuel 2, 2. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our rock. Amen. Chevrolet think that they're the rock, but they're just a they're just a piece of fuzz. Amen. According to our rock, Amen. The God rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It, neither is there any rock like our God. God is glorious. Think about this. God is glorious. He is infinitely beautiful, magnificent, brilliant, incandescent. Psalm 145, verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And then Psalm 111, verse 3, his work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endureth forever. Oh, that's the God, amen, that we serve. Amen, God is a personal God. God is a self-conscious being capable of thought, will, and interaction with his creation. God speaks to us. We sense his presence. He's not a God afar off, amen. He is a personal God. Psalm 68 verse 20, he that is our God is the God of salvation and unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. Oh, thank God, amen. Psalm 8 verse 4, what is man that they're mindful of him? 
and the Son of Man that thou visitest him. Oh, thank God. He's a personal God. God is the author and giver of life. Amen. All of life was and is created by God and is dependent upon him. The Spirit of God hath made me and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Job 33 and verse number 4. God is perfect. God is perfect. God is absolutely flawless. Amen? He's flawless. Praise the Lord. Glory. He's flawless. He lacks nothing. And he has no moral imperfection. None. 1 Samuel twenty-two thirty-one. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust him. God is truth. Amen. God is truth. Absolute truth has its foundation in God himself because God is truth. Deuteronomy 32 verse 4. He is the rock. His rock is perfect for all his ways are judgment. And a, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. God is an eminent God. Amen. The literal meaning of the word eminent is to be within reach, to be near. Amen. And he is a, he is a near God in relation to his creation. Am I God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Oh, listen, he is a God at hand. Acts 17, 27, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. God is not far from us, amen. If you're gonna make your way to God, it's gonna be because you believe that he is, amen. And listen, we're not even scratching the, the surface of, of what God is. God is majestic. God has sovereign power, sovereign authority, dignity. His majesty reflects his greatness. <clears throat> his splendor, let me read that again. God has sovereign power, sovereign authority, sovereign dignity. His majesty reflects his greatness, his splendor, his quality of character. First Chronicles 29, 11, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. God is just. All of God's judgments are infinitely and perfectly just. He can do no wrong. Psalm 145, 7, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. God is eternal. God is perfect, perfect in that he transcends all time and temporal limitations and is thus infinite with respect to time. I just love to think about this thing here. This thing about God eternal, I mean, it just, it just blesses my heart to think about this. God is perfect in that he transcends all time. God, he never has to have a calendar. He never has to look at a watch. He is outside this creation. Amen. He, is, he, is, he transcends all time and temporal limitations and is thus infinite with respect to time. Isn't that wonderful? 
Oh, listen, I'd have doubts if I, had, uh, if I believed in a God that was subject to time constraint. Amen. He's eternal. Psalm 93, verse 2, Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. Amen. Psalm 102, verse 12, But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations and then, of course, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 21, unto him be glory in the church by Jesus, uh, by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Number one, I hope you get to the point there. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Amen. Amen. And he is these things that I have brought out to you tonight based on scripture verses, but we, we, he is in, you can't even explain him. He's inexhaustible. Amen. I mean, because he is, and the Bible says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. But I want you to get the second point. Is it already that time? I got to take it to 10 till, preacher. I'm sorry, amen. <laughs> All right, number two, Enoch believed. Do you believe that he is a rewarder? The Bible says he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. All right, so there is something in every one of us where we naturally work towards a reward. Amen. That's why socialism, Marxism, communism fails. Because it doesn't give men and women the option to work for reward. They level the, they level the playing field for the, for the energetic, the labor, the worker, and for the bum. But God is not like that. The Bible says he is the rewarder. Amen. So every one of us, we have to come to the point when we believe if I'm going to make my way over to God, it's because I believe that God is. And what is he? He's all these things, but he's also the rewarder. God will reward you. Listen to me, teenagers. You stay with God because God rewards. All right? You stay. Hey, husbands and wives, families, you stay with God because God rewards Amen. Now, I'm not going to belabor these things here, but God rewards prayer and fasting. So, uh, Matthew 6, 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which seeth in secret, and thy fathers which seeth in secret shall what? Reward thee openly. Amen. Private prayer promises public power. Amen. Reward thee openly. God blesses prayer and fasting. Amen. God blesses faith. Hebrews 10 and verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Remember what I said? A good definition of faith is having confidence in God. I didn't even think about having no, no, having no confidence in this stage. Amen. It, I, I, just, I just walked on it without even thinking about it. Amen. And I'm telling you, you can walk right into God, God's arm, God's promises, and not think about it because he is faithful. Amen. Amen. God blesses faith. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Amen. God blesses or God rewards persecution. Matthew 5, 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Do you know that there's more Christian persecution taking place all over the world than ever before? It just hasn't come here, but it's making its way here. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then let me wrap it up. Number three, 
Number one, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now this diligently seeking him, it's not seeking him like anybody ever lost a set of keys before. Raise your hand if you lost a set of keys. The rest of you hit the altar after the service, amen, all right? Everybody's lost keys. But when, you're, when you've lost a set of keys, you don't know where they're at. Well, that's not saying seeking after, it's like you don't know where he's at. It's you know you're seeking, you are seeking diligently him. You're going after him. You know, uh, one of the things that I enjoy about summertime is uh, I, I, I like to garden. My plants, my pepper plants and my tomatoes and cucumbers and all of those things that I plant, they don't talk back to me. They don't, they, they don't have to text me or nothing. I just get to get my hands in the dirt and I enjoy it with my granddaughters. And uh, I just like to do that. And I love flowers. Last year we were driving through uh, Amish country and we stopped to get my wife some flowers and we got these uh, flowers that are called straw flowers. I haven't had a chance to get into this year, but straw flowers. Anybody here familiar with straw flowers? They're just amazing little flowers. Uh, at nighttime, they ball up into a little ball just like that. But when the sun comes out, pow, they open up. And some days when it's real cloudy, they kind of like want to open up, but they, they can tell, they can sense somehow sun's not out. Well, I can sense some warmth, but it ain't enough to open up. But when the sun comes up, flowers just open up. Amen. Well, you see, the Bible says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And it's like those flowers, man, they're seeking sun. They know where the sun is. They open up. You know, like a tree, the roots, they're not going in the ground trying to find water. They're going to water. I got a big old giant sycamore tree in my backyard, probably about eight feet in diameter, big thing. I had a lumberjack tell me, he said, I've cut those sycamore trees down like that and seen water gush out of them. I mean, gush out of the center of them. He said, for an hour or more, water just gushes out because them roots go and they're not, they're not looking for water, they're going to it. And you see, the Bible says, for he that cometh to God, if you're going to make your way over to God, it's because you are convinced that he is a rewarder. And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It has to do with having a desire. It has to do with putting effort into it, effort into seeking God. It has to do with praying, but not just praying, but pray believing. Amen? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Boy, I tell you what, that's my God. He is. He's inexplainable. Amen? And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we pray now that you'll help us to grasp these wonderful truths. Lord, we, <clears throat> we didn't even, Lord, really, it's, it's, it's like how can we describe the infinite, sovereign, majestic, glorious God that you are?
But thank you, Lord, that you're all of those times a million. Thank you, dear God. Bless it to our hearts. Lord, help us to grasp this great truth. We're here. We're here for a reason. But you are our God. And Lord, we trust you. We believe you. We have confidence. You help us, Lord. Strengthen our faith. Bless the service to come. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen.